<laughs> Here we are in another episode of the Very A Podcast, coming at you from Brooklyn. Not live, but shortly after this is recorded. Wow, damn, Cass, where the hell did that come from? I'm just flowing, man, just flowing, wow. just letting it letting it loose. I never hear you use your radio woman voice. I'm trying to hone it, you know? I'm mm-hmm. trying to... It's cause I'm still trying to find my voice and the octave that's appropriate and most pleasing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite there yet, but I'll find it. You don't have a pleasing octave? Um, Not as pleasing as your octave. <laughs> your octave is like a straight lullaby. Mine is like maybe yeah. a little more, I don't know, high-pitched or something. No, no, your voice is beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah. I can't even do my radio voice right now. I'll like blow this thing out. I have I have the mic turned up so I don't have to talk that loud. But you're a natural you're like a natural radio voice and I think as you continue to smoke your spliffs and your weed, you're going to just get more in that, you know, zone, sexy zone of, uh, you know, mature adult male who has lots of wisdom and wants yeah. to hold a steady hypnosis like flow i'm not thinking about any of this stuff the only thing part of that that i do think about is uh not smoking spliffs because <laughs> no matter how cool my voice might sound it's not worth it you know we we're hanging out with my dad yesterday he god bless him he drove down to the city to help us dig our car out like you couldn't even see our car there was so much snow there was, it was in a snowbank yeah and he's just fucking puffing tough the whole time coughing his ever-loving brains out i know it's insane and i'm like i know i probably look like that to you sometimes not to that extreme but i don't know he's 30 years older than me right it's not like i wouldn't be headed towards the same fate Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting about smoking cigarettes too or or um is that when you go to smoke weed your lungs are almost like inflamed in a way that the cigarette smoke doesn't bother your lungs but any other type of smoke does which I would be curious about the science behind that or why that happens. I think it's just what you're used to because like uh, I see my dad smoke cigarettes and he'll go into a coughing fit the second he introduces weed. It goes right. into a complete coughing fit and the only way to stop the coughing fit is more cigarettes. Yeah, there's probably something that your lungs start to crave, not just your mm-hmm. body, not just everything else, but your lungs kind of yeah. want it. Yeah, that that whole cycle of addiction, especially smoking, especially because I've now done the dance with it a little bit, is so fucking painful. It's like physically painful. It's like its main downside is like your fucking lungs feel like shit when you're smoking. Right. You might get used to it, but they feel like shit. There's also something about being addicted to something that you kind of just like in the back of your mind know and then you know that like, oh, I'm doing this dance with something and I'm making a decision yeah. to to maintain in my addiction, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's with nicotine or whatnot. And so I, I just feel, I feel for your dad because I know every time he smokes a Marlboro Red, which is like many times a day, he's like, I need to quit, you know, and it's just oh, such a weird thing to like do something while also having this other conscious voice in your head that's yeah. like, I need to not be doing this. Oh, it's, I, mean, I've, I go through it. Right. You know, if I'm, if I'm smoking too much, uh, tobacco going to bed, feeling like shit being like, this is it. This is the last day of me doing this. Why would I do this? And you get up the next day and you just fucking sabotage yourself because maybe something made you feel uncomfortable or, or the pain of just being sober. You was a little too much. Right. So you immediately reach for that thing that you were swearing off the night before 
Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of crazy. I know it's like very simple and it's w- what addiction is and what people do, but like that's kind of a, a wild thing that we do. I mean, it is. Like simple. I'm like I don't want to do this. It's hurting me. It's it's making me so I can't breathe, and me not being able to breathe is making me anxious. I shouldn't do this. And the second I get anxious, I want to do the thing that can't make me breathe. Because it does help you. Like obviously, mm-hmm. addiction is like a form of medicating. You know, medicating a form of disconnection or. You know, so it's like as we become more compassionate as a society to where addiction stems from and why people struggle with it so much Mm. and that it's not just like a willpower thing. It's like part of why maybe someone is picking up that cigarette or going back to heroin is like that's what they need to get through their day. Yeah. And like as humans who are trying to like show up for our friends, family and for ourselves, doing something as innocuous generally as smoking a cigarette is like in the scheme of things not big of that big of a deal if no. it cuts years off your life potentially it's like but it, at least i'm getting through my life yeah and enjoying a part of my life and enjoying this moment which sometimes pleasure can be hard to find you know oh yeah oh yeah joy and pleasure those can be really hard to come by and it's like if these things offer uh someone an experience that makes them want to be here more sure go for it i'm all for it It, it's when you if it's when you want out and you're not able to that the whole thing gets it gets really scary and real yeah i'm really curious about those books that i think that have worked for people that kind of like hypnotize you like i've had a i've talked to a Mm -hmm. bunch of people who've like read a not a quit smoking book and and they really say it's all the same book too we should know the name of that book but it's always it's the same one yeah there's like, like, oh, I read this book and I quit smoking after 47 years, like some shit like that. Yeah. Or my mom read a book on alcohol and it helped her quit drinking mm-hmm. and it kind of just talked her through and broke down why she drinks and kind of the reasons you think you drink are actually not, not true. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like alcohol, alcohol doesn't actually make you feel good, you know, and kind of telling you why and how and just kind of expanding your awareness Mm-hmm. To understand that so that when you go to drink, you can kind of, you have the full picture. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I should read that book. It, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, totally. See yeah. what it's all, all about. Yeah. No, it's it's important to deconstruct this stuff. Um, it's also important. And that's where I think that you and I just so value and so many people in our community value the psychedelic experience because it brings to light the unconscious, the unconscious behaviors, the mm-hmm. unconscious maybe addictions, the unconscious pains, you know, sometimes you have pain and you're medicating something and you can't really even unpack it. You just start to have a feeling of like, Oh, uncomfortability, wanting to feel more at home in a space. So, Mm. you know, like for you, when you go up to my mom's, like you love my mom, we have a great time with my mom, but you find yourself like going to nicotine a little bit more just so that you're like in the chill vibe of feeling present there. Well, it's uh, a lot of the other things that help me get through a day aren't available mm-hmm. you know we're, we're far away from our place we're we're not doing podcasts we're not i'm not like listening to music and putting together radio shows and this and that so i like have all this this free time and the pain and and all that stuff can catch up to you right it's not even pain i don't even want to describe it that way um it's just that feeling of let's take it up a little Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, let's make this a little more fun. Let's make this a little more fun. Yeah. A little like more to... consequential when it comes to tobacco, especially. Yeah. People like us who like to have a fun and funny life. Yeah. Things like that can definitely seep in. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're devoted to, having a fun and funny fucking time. And uh, for me, sometimes I've given into the illusion that nicotine helps with that. Uh, I, I think it's a useful thing, but um, not for me on the day-to-day as a go-to to escape. We went into um, the ceremony this week. We did a, a daime ceremony with a friend of ours. <clears throat> um, yeah, we did Santo daime. Santo daime, which is a it's a form of ayahuasca. Form of ayahuasca that um, is a little bit of a lighter brew and has is like the part of the Christian tradition, basically, you know, so that they could maintain when the Christians came to. Brazil and South America, you know, to preserve their ritual, they there was like a Christianized, they merged Christianity with ayahuasca, and this is kind of the response. And there's even within the Santo Daime community, there's many ways of uh, approaching the medicine and sharing the medicine, and so that was something that we did. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because you, you kind of going into it, we were talking like, hey, do you want to? talk about think about meditate on bring forward maybe releasing some of your addiction to these nicotine salts in particular or something like <laughs> I forgot about that yeah but you haven't really touched them since have you no you told me that it could cause erectile dysfunction <laughs> so i mean we can act like it's uh you know i was listening to the spirits in my highest self it's just literally you were like hey uh this can cause heart problems and also ed and i'm like cool i don't need either i'm not i don't i don't need this tingly feeling Right. So I'm not going to do it. So I yeah. haven't touched them. It was hard last night. I really wanted one. Yeah. 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 I really wanted one. But I um, I took deep breaths instead. When I can remember, when I have the wherewithal to do that, because like all it is, is like, it's another character in your life. It's like this, like, it's like this addiction voice. It's like this guy comes on the scene that doesn't give a fuck. That's got what you need. Yeah. I'll make you feel better right now, motherfucker. How fun is that guy? <laughs> that guy's fucking fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, think about the human embodiment of that. Yeah. We are that sometimes for people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, yeah, sometimes you got to be like, nah, dude, I can't. I can't fucking hang with you today, man. Like,. <laughs> I got to get my fucking head screwed on straight. I need my crucial head straight. <laughs> I need I need to have access to my fucking crucial head. And <laughs> you're not going to allow for that. And yeah. It's just... Yeah, that's what, that's the way I've been thinking about it lately. Oh, yeah. It's like this motherfucker. Like, oh my God. What do you got today? What do you got today? Is it fucking endless amounts of sugar? Is that is that what it is? Am I going to fucking eat a pint of ice cream? Is that what you brought for me, you addiction motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So funny. He comes to plug and feed them addiction holes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's probably more addictions than I can even fucking wrap my head around. So I so lately I've been thinking like, "Oh, my addiction is addiction to love." But even as we're talking to this about this, I'm like, "Aren't all addictions an addiction to love? It's just yes. different forms of love." Yeah. Yeah, you know, totally. like we're all addicted to love. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what we need and that's what we're going to get in whatever form we can get it in. And, and sometimes, you know, it comes with extreme sports or. Yeah. Um, but, oh, it's, uh, the, the opposite is almost funnier to me. The highbrow, the people that try to highbrow it and, and intellectualize it's like you just fucking need love. You yeah. just need love. Cool. You got all this fancy fucking shit around it. Right. You know, you you can explain everything, you know everything, but you just need love, right? Right. Cool. That's what we're all here for. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But the medicine really helps uh, reprioritize that kind of thing. You know, show me what my life is really about and and, um, who I really am. And that's why I think we keep going back to these medicines is because it seems to show us a side of us that um, that we crave that you know that you and I kind of live our life in devotion to like this childlike approach mm. where you're filled with um, wonder and curiosity. Totally. I think that's what leads us to these medicines, but then they bring all that stuff back online because our wonder and curiosity is what fills our loving cup, our holy grail. Right. Yeah, because we can we we're so we're so curious that we go out there and we fucking interview strangers mm-hmm. and we make new friends and we try things with people and uh, we swing for the fucking fences, right? And sometimes we fucking go down swinging and it's not too fun to look at, but other times we hit it out of the park. Yeah, I, I definitely felt we did go into this this uh, that experience that ceremony praying for clarity. Yeah, and it's we so- hit it out of the park, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I definitely feel... The diet just served up a fucking nice meatball right down the middle of the plate. Yeah, and and then stuff just becomes easier. And I think what I'm deconstructing is why it's easier for me post post this ceremony, life, and looking at my life and, and figuring out what is important to me and stuff like that is because I spend, I can't help it, spend a lot of my life thinking that I'm supposed to be doing something other than what I'm doing. If I was only more like that type of person, if I was only more like this, Mm. if I only could do what that person does, if I could only be more generous in the way that they're generous, it's like, no, we all have our own brand of generosity and love, our own path Mm. towards being harmonious in the community, towards giving back, towards living, towards loving, you know what I mean? And it's really easy to see how other people do it and be inspired by them and but be also be like fuck like i really need to step up my game but not step up my game in a way that's more true to me but that more is like looking at how someone else is doing and being like okay what can i do that they're doing maybe i should do what they're doing maybe they would let me do what they're doing and Mm -hmm. i feel like doing the daime can kind of renew your love for yourself yeah but it also what's so integral part of it to me with every ayahuasca experience is that i believe this plant medicine particularly um ayahuasca wants you to participate in making the world a better place and living more harmoniously and i think that you can kind of get like caught in a one of the versions of the multiverse where you feel bad about yourself and you're like i'm not doing enough rather than like oh there's actually so much potential for me to do and i have a lot to offer and i should keep watering that plant yeah and living you know I it had this experience on the medicine where I was like starting to feel like bad and writing the email to apologize and all this stuff, but then just getting overwhelmed with like, okay, let me just accept what is because I'm in the middle of a ceremony and I can't do anything to right the ship right now, but more understand that I can kind of flip the script so quickly from like, I suck to like, okay, maybe I sucked, but that doesn't mean that I don't have the capacity to move forward with this information and be a better version of myself Mm -hmm. and it it just like allows pathways to clear i mean which acceptance always does yeah sorry i just no it's great it's i I feel for you i i you couldn't fucking pay me 
to step into that mindset. Right. Yeah. It's awful. I mean, I think because I came up Catholic, I had to so intentionally deprogram myself from that kind of thinking mm. that there's a right and a wrong way. And of course, I'm not doing it right. Right. But other people know how. And someone can tell me, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we end up with a priest class. Right. Dopes like you. <laughs> Come on, babe. Get your fucking shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be free thinkers. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're onto something, though, with the acceptance and the forgiveness. I think that's what uh, communion with that spirit's all about, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think you're onto something with um, community. You know that that I I know that's probably where our bias is, but I do think that there's something about this medicine that is trying to send a message of symbiosis and how to grow up, how to step into the next uh, level of of what our species is capable of, how to step out of our animal nature and into our spiritual nature, and I think that's why uh, the Virgin Mary is such a a powerful symbol in these in these ceremonies she gets brought up a lot she gets sung about a lot the queen of the forest you know who who is the virgin mary what is the virgin mary it's mother earth you know and we can move out of our animal nature and be reborn into spirituality and better keepers of this place through through immaculate conception (laughs) (laughs) that's beautifully put i don't know this is i'm just trying to tie together like you know the, the it's obviously all there mm-hmm. to be decoded and um, the songs and the messages and the archetypes, all the symbols, they're leading you to some place in your heart. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, it definitely feels like uh, she gives you homework, but it's like, don't get caught up too much on like the specifics. It's more like live more harmoniously. Mm hmm exactly what you're saying there is a future that you can participate in and be a part of and co-create that this earth needs it needs our our full participation in it Mm -hmm. it needs our care it needs us to want to and there's something about doing this medicine and and wanting to even in the even on the fifth floor in new york city you can do this medicine and be like okay yeah Wait, you're not gonna. I'm sorry, escape, mom. <laughs> you're not gonna escape Gaia's reach while we're here. Yeah. You know, it's what birthed us. Mm-hmm. It's what brought us here. And something about this medicine, I feel like, is apocalyptic, and and I think that's a good thing. You know, apocalyptic, not in the way of like, oh no, the fi- the, the the sky is on fire and this and that. Just apocalyptic and the the the. the the ignorant, uncaring, non-empathetic version of yourself is dying. Yeah. And and that, that could be a rough go for people that don't want to let that go. But this stuff is trying to teach you self-forgiveness so you can see forgiveness out in the world so we can live in better harmony. And it's like, it's it's so gentle that the message is so clear. Whereas yeah. ayahuasca... yeah is a little bit more like getting towed out to fucking the biggest tidal waves that have ever happened. And it's just like, okay, cool. Good luck. We're going to leave you here. Try yeah. to catch this one. Yeah. You know, th- this is more like, this is like boogie boarding. This is like, yeah. Where you're like, I mean, I personally lived, I had relived relationships, not like entirely, but moments within relationship and how I showed up in those moments and, mm-hmm. and kind of, um, 
pull the curtain back on maybe some unconscious aspects of my personality or my story or whatever that, yeah, was a vehicle towards more self-forgiveness and self-compassion. But also once you kind of bring it out into the light, it's it's not running the show in the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, this thing that maybe part of my brain was needing to like tamp down or put in compartmentalize mm-hmm. can now be um, woven into my story, but not in a way where it's like a weight on my story. Yeah. It's more of a, okay, part part of the flow of it. And God, what a, a privilege to like be able to have access to those realms of your own soul and your own experience. And, yeah. and it just, uh, it's such a gift. It was, it's, it's like one of those things that like, I so believe in this medicine mm-hmm. and it's, I, um, I kind of like it cause it's not, it still like allows you to be your own, your own wisdom maker, you know? There's a lot of beautiful songs that are part of the ceremony talking about like love and and Mother Earth or, you know, acceptance or, or receiving love or giving love and kind of, you know, core values, mm. um, which are really important and beautiful. It just it's making me very eager for legalization or um, ways that this medicine can be like more readily available to more people mm-hmm. because I just feel so strongly that we're not reaching or tapping into our full potential as people because we don't collaborate with these plant medicines. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that the plant medicines alone make you a better person, but being able to enter that space, collaborate with it, heal aspects of your personality, ego self, have more clarity on your purpose in this world. God, what a a gift. And to have that be like one day a month or one day a week where you kind of can sit with this reflect and then share your learnings or operate from a more secure, confident part of yourself, um, not falsely confident, but genuinely confident allows you to, it could just be so fucking cool. It could of be course, so fucking cool. Of course, but there's a lot more money to be made in keeping us individuated. So uh, just the fact of the matter is for now, this stuff is going to, it's, it's a tough battle to get this stuff legalized. I think, I think it's a tough battle ahead. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there's understandably, uh, going to be resistance along the path, even from people who aren't trying to make money off of it, but just people who are afraid of the unknown or afraid of what living differently could look like or what it could mean or what more collaborative living could mean because we, because we've been so individuated Mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves or whatever it is that it feels that by sharing that space and co-living, not necessarily like in the same place, but cooperatively. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? I'm talking, whatever. You're just hilarious. I'm sorry. You're so funny. Not necessarily in the same place. This is just like, I'm just talking shit, but yeah. it'd be fun. Yeah. I think there is a future ahead. I think this medicine <laughs> wants to get out of the jungle. <laughs> what? There is a future. Well, there's a future. There's a future ahead where this it's, it's, it's look at what's happened in the last 10 years as far as how many people have been able to do a version of ayahuasca. It's crazy. I hadn't even heard of this stuff 10 years ago. Exactly. Right. Now it's like, if you want to do it, you can figure out how to do it. The first time I heard about ayahuasca was uh, Graham Hancock's TED Talk. 
that banned TED Talk. War on Consciousness. The War on Consciousness. That was the first time I ever even heard of ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems uh, powerful and scary and like something uh, at the time, something that I would clearly never do. You know, because you'd have to pursue that. It's It's not something that usually falls into your lap. Yeah. It's something you have to pursue. It's something you have to prepare for. And not only that, it's very clear to me it's a life-changing, value-changing chemical experience that the, the ceremony is just like to just show you some structure moving forward because the medicine is still with us, very mm-hmm. much so. The, yeah. the, the medicine is, is harming and DMT, both two chemicals that our body's producing anyway and we have receptors for. So it's just lighting everything up. And that's why we feel so good. It's like we're used to it. We need this stuff. We love these chemicals. Yeah. No, yeah. it's crazy. It's very exciting. And it, and it produces uh, an experience that feels like harmony to me. To me too. It, it feels like, um, like, oh, wow, I got tuned by a professional. Yeah. I got tuned by someone that can hear secret chords that I never even knew I could play. Yeah, on on a cellular level. Like, it doesn't just feel like it's tuning your brain and taking yeah. you through the shadow realm or allowing you to access light and love. Like, you can literally feel it going into your stomach and your organs and mm-hmm. and colla- yeah. correcting, you know? Or and, and it feels part, it feels an essential part of this human experience for me. Right. And, and, and I think a lot more people will start to wake up to this as these medicines become more ubiquitous. But the way the dolphins come up and go down and come mm. up, and I feel like that's what we're doing with the, the spiritual and material, mm-hmm. you know? And, and this, this experience, I think, ushers in some of that feeling of just like the dolphins breaching, like coming out of the water, like, can't stay up here forever, but taking a breath, showing off some other entities maybe get a look at me being able to realize i'm in water nine like how much of the time like there's something down here that i'm a part of but there's also this other world yeah that sustains this thing right as above so below yeah totally i like that way of putting it yeah so we're like spiritual dolphins you know we're, we're in this material world but but every now and then we get to come up and do the thing and you get really good at it and you're like flipper yeah yeah, it seems like you're, you're you're fine. You go up there, you do flips, you're fucking hanging out. Once in a while, like a bird will peck you when you get up there, and you're like, "Oh shit, that was intense." Yeah, a fucking alien got to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it's um a necessary part in our journeys because you know the the dolphins don't just want to stay underwater their whole life. Mm. You know they they want to come up. They want to catch a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So it's uh. It, it feels in line with, with what we're doing and why people could get so spun out. It's just like, yo, you're holding your breath in, in the material world. Yeah. You know, you, you need a taste of who you really are below yeah. it all. Yeah, where not any one moment is all that consequential to throw you off your tightrope. Well, I think that's the thing about all this that we're talking about that would be unexpected is that all this stuff and because all this language sounds so charged and everything and all of it sounds very important and serious this actually is all a practice to take your life less seriously Mm -hmm. yeah to know that this is a this is one of many curriculum that your soul is going to take and you know come down here 
do your best, try to get a good grade, try to make some friends, socialize a little bit. But um, playing any one game so hard and heavy where you're taking it seriously and you're getting fucking sick from stress and cancer and you need to, you're, you're addicted to a bunch of things. It's like, I think that this medicine teaches us not to, not actually to take it as seriously because when we're taking ourselves more seriously, we're doing the work for them. We're individuating ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I want to take us seriously as, as a species and as a project and as keepers of this planet, very, 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 us in particular, very, very temporary keepers of this planet. Right. And that there's going to be many ahead of us and that there were many behind us. And how do we do the best version of what our job is here to do, to be keepers of this place and Mm -hmm. to raise the vibe? Mm -hmm. How can we do that? So to me, it's a process of of actually taking yourself less seriously. How am I going to retire? Oh no, what's the boss going to think? What's a... All the all these things that we program ourselves to believe in and worry about and let control the show are actually like a really small, insignificant part of what we really are. Totally. And that's where like staying inspired becomes so important because that's a way to access the spiritual within the material. Yeah. You know, creativity is an, is a connection to spirit. Mm. you know and the and something beyond you and so by having creative practices you're allowing like the space to be like yo i don't i don't i just i also want to be that dolphin that jumps up for air but i also want to to have knowing that the air is there mm-hmm. um be part of the practice and then you can kind of like live this more fulfilled connected experience that you know creativity is love spirit is love you know and so tapping into that can really fill your cup as you would say (laughs) yeah I I think um, part of the problem right now is we're we're many generations from people that could experience pure joy Mm. we might not have had like a good living example of what that's like in a long time in a lot of people's families Mm. yeah because shit was so hard. I mean, I don't know who it could have been in my family. If I think about both sides of my families, they were fleeing Ireland and they came here and they had a fucking shitty go at it here and alcoholism and abuse and sicknesses and um, just, you know, blood memories. Hmm. Those things can make it so you almost can't tap into your own joy. Hmm. That even when it's when all of the circumstances line up for you to feel joy, that you really can't go there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need more examples of people who are living the kind of lives that we're talking about. Yeah, you were you were saying to me the other day that like you think part of the reason people can't maybe have a good time is they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think death is like this big you know bag that we carry you know like oh we're we're scared of death and and kind of you know part of this work can be like alleviating the burden of knowing that you're not going to be here and kind of making it already dead a a joyful experience yeah Yeah. you're already dead this is like bonus life extra level like enjoy yourself you i mean look the other shoe is going to drop it already has dropped you're dead (laughs) you're dead yeah God, that hits me kind of hard. I haven't, like, thought about it in that way in so long. Like, that this is, like, that we're on borrowed time in a, a lot of ways. Like, a borrowed Hell moments, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, well, what 
what would it what would it take for you to start living your life differently if someone were to guarantee you only had such and such amount of time left on this planet what what amount of time would would that be for you to say i got to kick my shit into gear right now if That's someone told you you question. had 6 months to live would you start living tomorrow differently I like to think not because I like to keep that in mind. Like I really think that you and I have tried really hard to live our life to the fullest as if tomorrow's not promised. So I want to say that we're not, I'm not too far off that, but of course, you know, I would, I would love things differently. I'm saying, I'm saying whatever that number is for you. Like if a doctor told you you had three months to live, would you start living your life differently tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, If they told you you had three years to live, would you? Maybe not. Why don't we just pop it into into the gear where, yeah, cool, we're already gone. It's all, it, you know, it, it's already been determined, and I'm gonna start living my life the way I want to. Because I think I'd I do I, more I, drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you'd be a little bit. You would take yourself less seriously. Yeah. Because what prevents you from fucking doing drugs all the time? You're taking yourself a little bit seriously. Yeah. I'm not advocating for drug abuse. Um, I'm <laughs> advocating for experiencing things and not getting your own way yeah don't get in your own way of what could be a very fucking joyful harmonious experience here you know because there's plenty of factors stacked against you Mm -hmm. yeah for sure the the overlords don't want us fucking harmonizing and feeling joy and getting in cahoots together and making art and all that stuff i love the cahoots I love cards. We're in a rigged game, but like lately people are like, let's play, you know, let's play the game. Let's play their game and let's fuck them. You know, that's been, that's been really fun to witness. Oh, totally. Yeah. There'll be uh, all the Reddit GameStop stuff. Yeah. 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 They'll be pushed back. Oh no. We're not winning in the end, but like, you know, we can send messages along the way. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah, definitely a message. Definitely a strong message like oh we'll bankrupt a fucking hedge fund for fun yeah mm. mm-hmm. my kind of shit my kind of shit yeah this is my kind of shit santa maria yeah santa maria santa maria is a a part of the uh the santo daime experience which i'm very grateful for yeah because other in ayahuasca experiences usually it's like don't smoke weed for like a week or two weeks ahead of time and then a week or two weeks after even four days but this is like no you can smoke weed and we're also going to honor santa maria during the ceremony and we're gonna sing her beautiful songs and we're gonna appreciate her and we're gonna take multiple three hit for the sun the stars and the moon you know a hit for each and we're going to consecrate this weed and we're going to experience it fully and i know you did i did not go as far as you did because i you see what i was doing oh my god i was like i cannot believe he's doing it that way you were taking the biggest hits holding them as much as possible a minute who i was like me just hitting this at all as many times as this this joint's getting passed around is a lot you know they, they you know they hand it to me and I'm like, all right, three hits, one for the sun. Just hold until you're blacking out. <laughs> one for the stars, the oh same thing, God. one I smoke, for the moon. I smoke weed like that once a year, and I'm like, whoa, I'm Yo, so high. <laughs> my heart was racing, 
every but you know it it was like bringing it all together yeah doing it on my own walking hand in hand like lovers and if you wish upon the moon then maybe someday (laughs) soon that's what it was like I actually really appreciate you just saying that. It's very sweet, and I do. I can. I can enter that zone with you. It can bring me there. Yeah, yeah. But you, you got to give yourself a one-way ticket to that place. Right. No, you can't fucking have the 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 return trip booked. You can't think like that. I know. You have to say, I'm fucking, fucking strapping on my jammy pack and going for it yeah. right now. And I knew that weed was coming, and I knew it was coming after the second cup of ayahuasca drank them both down and i was like let's take this shit into the next dimension and uh you know it almost it almost fucking pisses me off a little bit how dogmatic a lot of people have been trying to make you know ayahuasca and these things it's like respect these medicines by respecting your temple yeah that's the only rule you're 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 just clearing space for a more for a better conversation with with this plant yeah just do that there doesn't need to be specifics and fucking rules in this and that because like the shit people told us about ayahuasca, oh, don't smoke weed. Don't smoke weed for a month before or after because those spirits are very jealous. Though They're jealous plants and they, no, what are you fucking talking about? You're jealous. <laughs> plants are not fucking jealous. They're not jealous of each other. They're not thinking about it like that. They're actually fucking, I can tell you this, they're homies. And when I let them introduce themselves in my body, they're doing fucking fist bumps and chest bumps and they're like freestyle rapping and hanging out and it's like the fucking Garden of Eden. So don't tell me they're jealous. Yeah. Those are people being jealous, you know? It's a bunch of white people bullshit that starts to get projected onto this medicine and and it's just like, yo, take back sovereignty over your fucking temple. Take back sovereignty over your experiences. Drink this medicine and let it do its thing. I can't even fucking decode what the hell this medicine did to me. Yeah. A couple things came to me. Yeah, life's about forgiveness. That's that's the way forward. Mm-hmm. Life's about forgiveness. I can get down with that. I'm a lover. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm here to, to uh, make and hear music and help curate dope experiences with it. And we can do that not only in this place. And mm-hmm. I think that the medicine helped loosen that up a little bit. Yeah. We can leave New York City. It's okay. It's just a place. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely can. You can have this thing where you're like, I don't know if we'll ever have as much fun if we don't stay in this one place. It's like, no, it's not the place only. It's. No. I like I I finally have enough confidence in ourselves. Like I'm not eager to leave New York or anything, but I just knowing that we could and it's not a death sentence on our ability to enjoy ourselves is our like, social life. Yeah, there's uh it's that feels good. Yeah. No, yeah. But that's what that's all, all like it to me it's like, oh man, forgiveness is such like a like a source energy for me. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's at the root of a lot of other things. Like Mm -hmm. it feels like once, once I engage that a lot of other stuff starts to fall into place and I can be more present and I can be more loving and, um, a lot more patient, a lot more patient, you know? Cause I'm like, I know what the end game is. I'm going to forgive you. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive me. Well, yes. Yeah, you might as well do it sooner. <laughs> might as well do it sooner because like the process of delaying that just fucking sucks for everyone involved. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. If there's people that want to play those games, that's fine. It's just not the kind of games I'm looking to play at my age. And yeah. But if, if forgiveness is the fucking, the, the fuel that, um, helps me be empathetic towards people and not blame me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it, it, forgiveness is kind of like saying, I don't know better what's right, and I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can accept how you operate within life. Yeah. And I can accept how I operate within life, and I can forgive you, and I can forgive me. Yeah. You know? So it, it, it's like a, it's a shortcut to acceptance. It's an it's opportunity. An opportunity. It's an opportunity for transcendence. Or a necessary step towards acceptance. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to go back to weed, I think what you've been saying to me, which is probably apt because I have a little bit of a different relationship to weed is like, I'm not smoking enough. Like I, I smoke the amount that like kind of can bring, bring maybe some worldly material anxieties to the forefront. Rather when you smoke, you smoke so much that you're like, life's a joke, (laughs) Yep. you know? If you want it to be. If you want it to be. It can be a serious-ass slog. Sure. It's like school. I mean, I, I just can't I can't stop thinking of that as, like, the reference for for what life is. Like, we're, we came down here. We're in a class. Yeah, to learn. Yeah. We're learning. Think, think about what being in any class in classroom has been like your whole life. There's people that aren't taking it that seriously. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and there's people that are taking it very seriously. Right. I never really got along with those people that much, you know, because I couldn't take it seriously for some reason. No one told me what we were doing and preparing for. And that that is like... You're still not sure. It's so necessary (laughs) for my learning to be available to me. Like, I need to know why we're doing something. Mm -hmm. Okay, why are we doing... Like, even guitar. Oh, I understand why I'm doing this now. I like to create a good vibe. I actually want to be able to create the good vibe. I need to learn this thing. I understand how to learn this thing now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's definitely, if you think about the, you know, any classroom experience you've had, there's there's people that slept the whole time. There's people that are bouncing off the walls. There's people that didn't take it that seriously. There's people that are teacher's pet. You know, those are like religious zealots. You know, and there's like, there's all kinds, but... uh for me, it's just like, yep, we're here to learn those lessons, and I want to do it with grace, and to me, grace looks like not taking it that seriously. So things are going to come and go. People are going to come and go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and not taking it that seriously means not clinging, mm-hmm. not creating traps for myself for suffering. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. suffering is going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and I think that I can get the temptation, natural temptation to like want to live in the future, but the future is like such a delusion. The the moment is like the most real way to experience life, you know, in the most honest, truthful way to experience life is like what's in your immediate vicinity and what you can perceive with your eyes, your ears, touch, you know, by bringing attention to the sensations of the moment. Yeah. You can have, um. I feel like a more connected relationship to what you think you need to do or what you think needs to happen or what you think should have happened in the past, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting to 
be however many deep years deep into like integrating that lesson and remind it's just a it's like you remember and then you forget and mm-hmm. you remember and then you forget and then you go back and forth and yeah. it's it's uh it's the dance you know i think that there's such an infinite amount of truth in this plant and it tells us in <clears throat> in such a way that uh it's overwhelming for some people like are you scared to smoke the way i do yeah why because my heart races and i start like thinking about things and that's I'm like, part of fucking transcending your animal <laughs> shit and getting into all right your after this podcast i'll smoke you know the most I, i've ever smoked just fucking get like get really blazed and sit with it yeah. sit in the fucking eye of the storm Sometimes I can't handle, like, I'm like, I thought I was going around being like a good person. And then I remember some email I never sent back to someone. And then all of a sudden that's like, you need to smoke weed. No, but that's what happens when I smoke weed. I'm like, oh my God, I just remembered. I like, it brings all this stuff back online that I've forgotten. And it's almost like I need to sit with a pad and be like, okay. Yeah. But that's just like, here's what I'm saying. You don't smoke enough because what you don't realize is that's your creative potential being misused. Yeah. We, we talk about this. And yeah, yeah. You're just like, Oh, let me go into the file cabinets and see where I've fucked up. And it's like, <laughs> uh, or we could start writing a new song. We could pull out these instruments. We could start painting. Yeah. We could podcast. Mm-hmm. We could just let it flow. Mm-hmm. Or we can think about how we fucked up and that there is a right and wrong and Damn. And you know what? I've been doing it wrong. I know. And that's what just a little bit of any of these drugs will do for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll reinforce the bullshit. <laughs> they'll reinforce the fucking bullshit. I mean, a, a lot of the things that we like, I, like I said, acid, the, the, my first impression of acid is like that shit puts you in a tiny room with your bullshit, mm. a tiny room with no windows and doors with your bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you're about to be there for fucking 12 hours. Yeah. Are, are you going to make friends with that? I would. Yeah. If I was stuck in a room with anyone for 12 hours, I'd be like, all right, let's open up the floor here. There's a lot of bullshit, but I can love on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a tendency to want to pull other people in on your fucking bullshit. I think a lot of people do, but like I live with you and I'm like, Cass, girl, man, if I had this tendency, your life would be a fucking nightmare. I know. Well, it's funny. We were reading from the birthday book and it was like, I can... I can look for obstacles. Like one of the aspects of my birthday astrology, whatever it is, was that like I might get caught up on the trap of looking for the obstacle. Like if I only <sighs> overcome this obstacle. There's a lot of good stuff in my birthday no, book too. No, it's just, just like infuriatingly on the money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, I, because I'm such a blind cast follower that I won't be paying attention for huge swaths of our life and realize, oh, you're just in autopilot looking for fucking obstacles right now, aren't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, our life's getting derailed. Yeah. Yeah, and now I have to fucking take the wheel and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like that's what we were doing last night. I feel like, you know, we finally got a chance to breathe after this ceremony. It was just you and I. And we were just thinking about our life in some ways, like, like our wisdom was so available that it's like, let's, let's not shy away from this right now. Our wisdom is telling us some very clear messages about our life and the way we're conducting ourselves lately and how we're spending our time and where we're spending our time. And 
it, it's so funny because remember how we used to like on those early mushroom trips always do um our business meetings on the come down oh yeah you know we haven't done something like that in a minute because there's no business because that was us taking our life serious that was remnants of our old life you know that that was a few a few survivors from the apocalypse uh you know saying oh no can you tend to business while you're doing your spiritual work how inappropriate it's so inappropriate. Well, it was, I mean, I think it was business in a way of like, what are our core values? It yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't, yeah. I don't no, think. No, it's, it's what pulled us towards doing everything we ended up doing. You know, yeah. Taking mushrooms and, you know, at some point being like, okay, let's, let's engage in the very real things in our life and see if this medicine has anything to say about it. And it does. I mean, it's access to a higher portal. Why wouldn't you want when you're on that mountaintop to like look down and be like, yeah. oh, this little plebe virgin of me, like maybe she yeah. can keep this in mind and <laughs> value this aspect and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's cool about us doing this medicine so often is we can treat entire trips like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could be like, uh, cool, this one's just going to be all about um, listening to punk music and, Especially and thinking with acid. about radical shit. Yeah. You know, and, and okay, this trip is all going to be about um, Jesus and listening to the 13th floor elevators. And this one is going to be all about forgiveness. And, and this one's going to be about money. And then sometimes you go in and you think it's going to be about something and it becomes about something else. And it's like a gift oh, that you didn't even expect. Uh, totally. But like... You know what I'm saying is like, I, I feel like the gift of, of our life and the amount of free time we have and our willingness to go there a lot is like, we can do it from all different angles. We don't need any one trip to be the, the thing or whatever. They're all just like little guides. Well, and I think because like our relationships become so seamless that there's, that we're always kind of like trying to keep each other to a certain level so that when we are talking about our life, we're doing it with like a mindful reverence and mm -hmm. higher perspective stuff. Yeah. You know, another aspect of this trip that I don't know if I know if I know how to talk about this or if I want to talk about it, but fuck it, I'm going to, it kind of happened with the mushroom trips where I think a lot of people have this experience when they do this stuff that they're like, how can I help other people do this stuff? And that definitely felt present. Like, okay. <laughs> This is something, and I mean, what we have is our voice. So obviously that's why we're talking about it, yeah. you know, to demystify it. And I was going to say those exact words. Yeah. 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 No, there it's... needs to be a demystification of these kind of experiences. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Because they're, they're so essential. Yeah. They're so essential. And I know I haven't been here that long, but it's on par with sex and falling in love and making art as an essential human experience. Going to Universal try. Studios. Going to Universal Studios, the Jurassic Park ride on, <laughs> on a big-ass Chibachu. <laughs> like, these are essential human experiences. Yeah. And, um, you know, whatever, I feel like that that's where it's like we can sacrifice or we're willing to sacrifice a more, um, uh, what's it called? normal normal life i guess you know or or acceptable life we're willing to sacrifice maybe even an easier life mm. to just taste these experiences yeah and like be reminded of your like consequential and inconsequential nature you yeah. know like take responsibility for yourself but also realize that like you're a dust of sand at the same time 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're part of Indra's net and you're connected to everything, but also nothing coexists within each moment. You know, every it's it's the yin yang balance of reality, the duality. Mm. Oh, do you want to read? Or I, I can read this. Yeah, you read it. I just found this uh, this Joseph Campbell quote. Cool. What the virgin birth represents is the birth of the spiritual life in the human animal. It has nothing to do mythologically with a biological anomaly. In the Indian Kundalini system, the first three chakras are our animal zeal to life, animal erotics, and animal aggression. Then, at the level of the heart, there is the birth of a purely human intention, a purely human realization of a possible spiritual life, which then puts the others in secondary place. The symbol in the kundalini system for this chakra is a male and female organ in conjunction, an upwards-facing and a downward-facing triangle. At this level, the spiritual life is generated, and that is the meaning of the virgin birth. Wow. Well, you know I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's really sweet. I never really thought about virgin mary or anything like that you know i always pray to her and i always thought she was so sweet but like i never thought about her meaning and and what she could symbolize and you go into these into these realms uh that are that are far beyond religion and and theology and everything where where it's just like isness Mm -hmm. and you call on some of these symbols and you can just feel what they are Mm -hmm. she's mother earth Mm-hmm. Immaculately concepted mm-hmm. by God Himself. <laughs> so were we. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have one more thing. I'd love to hear it. Why don't you read this one? Okay. This is a prayer that um, that we called on in our ceremony. The Fenelon prayer. And that's just named after um, the the person who wrote it. But there's a a lot of mystery surrounding this prayer. Lord, I know not what I ought to ask of thee. Thou only knowest what I need. Thou lovest me better than I know how to love myself. O Father, give to thy child that that which he himself knows not how to ask. I dare not ask either for crosses or for consolations. I simply present myself before thee. I open my heart to thee. Behold my needs, which I know not myself. See and do according to thy tender mercy. Smite or heal, depress me or raise me up. Adore, I adore all thy purposes without knowing them. I am silent. I offer myself in sacrifice. I yield myself to thee. I would have no other desire than to accomplish thy will. Teach me to pray. Pray thyself in me. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's very powerful. Yeah. I mean that's that's a surrender poem. That's mm-hmm. a faith poem or prayer. It's a it's a just completely it's like what's required in moments of uh of life, of of challenge, of uh confusion, you know, this is this is grace. Confusion. Yeah. This is grace. This is this is about grace. This is about trusting in in the higher power that ha- 
even if even if things are getting bad, your best interests are in mind. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Beautiful faith. Faith. Oh, open to receiving the lessons, the the understanding. There is a teacher here. Mm. Having faith that you are in school, and there is a teacher here. Yeah. No matter how alone or dire it seems. I dare not ask either for crosses or for consolations. I simply present myself before thee. Uh, behold my needs, which I know not myself. It's like yeah. this whole thing about, and I, I a, a trap that's familiar to a lot of people, especially me, is thinking you know what's best for yourself, for other people. And, you know, that's the ego and the ego games you play. Mm-hmm. And... The truth, the truth is a lot more complicated and simple than that, like caveated and nuanced, but also just there, you mm. know, it's not like a heavy maze, you know, our thoughts want to make sense of things. And because our feeble minds can't possibly understand truly divine's will that we kind of have to release from thought yeah. to, to bear our soul mm. and, uh, and, and and it's like you 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 get what you're looking for if you trust that God has your back like God's gonna have your back even as you're on your deathbed because that's that's what you're going towards and and that's where you know learning how to die in grace is like that's part of this journey as humans is how when faced with that moment of like letting go and transitioning do you do it in a way where you don't cling or are fearful that you're ready and trusting and so I hope I can remember this prayer. <laughs> mm. It's really beautiful what you just said. And uh, like, I, I think it reminds me like <clears throat> sometimes when, when we're, when we've just done one of these journeys and um, it's all very fresh and right there, I hear my, my language just becomes kind of simpler, like less complex. Like I know all the experiences are really ineffable, but when I do try to speak to them, it feels like um, simplicity is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like if this were, if 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 these things were to be translated into human language, it wouldn't be some long ass book. Mm-hmm. It would be like reading a fortune cookie that like was just fucking destroyed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there's like this uh, haiku or poem that that uh someone like a monk writes on his deathbed that it's like part of what you need to do oh man hopefully i can find it and put it up but it's basically like he's like says like a cute little poem about like letting go and Mm. being ready to die and it's just so brilliant like Mm. that that it's just it's all so simple like you're saying like it can all be boiled down to such simplicity yeah hmm A lot of time spent quiet. So that was one of my things going into it because we've never done like a more high consequential ceremony like that in here. Right. And this wall's paper thin. And I was like, what if this girl just decides to come home and watch season four of Friends tonight? You know, like yeah. I said, like literally, like I had this, like these little things in the back of my head, like just like, please, Lord, let this work out. Like maybe she won't go. I don't think she was in there. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it was so quiet that I, I, I honestly at one point lost track of everything. It was so nice. It was just like pr- what felt like being asleep, but there, you're not asleep. <laughs> you're uh-huh. very fucking far from it. Right. But you, but like really, um, very, very, very fucking vibey. But then, you know, coming out of that being like, is this the quietest apartment in New York City right now? Like, I literally can't hear anything. I don't hear cars outside. No one in this building is making noise. No one's screaming. Nothing like that. Yeah. The stars really aligned for us. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the virgin birth. Yeah, to get born again. Uh-huh. Born again, again, again. I've been born again. I've been born again, again, again. I've been born again. I love that. We'll sing the sing the next line. When I look in your eyes. No, I don't want to do it. You do it. What are the words? When I look in your eyes. To my surprise. To my surprise. <laughs> All the people I see. They aren't there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's escaping You know me. what we can do? What? Play that fucking song on the afterglow. Totally. I mean, it's kind of, I kind of am loving you singing songs, though. Like, instead of us recording them or, or getting copyright music, you we can still, just do covers. I, I think that, um, especially <laughs> when I was doing uh, Someday by Ween earlier in this episode, mm-hmm. we might still get a copyright strike because it was so good. Yeah, I know. You know. Oh, man, you got to. Yeah, I got to be careful. Got to be careful about how good you sing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I fucked up that Flo and Eddie song just now. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to get a copyright strike, but um, we do. We'll do another. You want to do another episode? Sure. I think like it's it's so funny. Like I heard someone uh, <laughs> describe the Grateful Dead as um, a, like a big old Cadillac without power steering. <laughs> once you get it up to speed it's fucking great but getting there it's like yeah. yeah sometimes the conversation can feel like that and then it's like we get to speed and it's like oh you know people have probably had enough but um, if you want some more if you want some more um join us on the patreon after after glow after show mm-hmm. and we'll continue to talk shit and maybe even a more silly and revealing way and uh we'll play music Cool. Well, big shout out and thank you to anyone who's part of the Patreon already. You guys keep us going. So thank you so much. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, incredibly um, heartwarming and generous of people to support us. It's, it's helping us like take this into other places. I feel, I feel my thinking about our whole life changing because this Patreon's like created a little bit of like a um, a possibility for some stability. Yeah, and also like just the potential that other people are invested in, not us, also, but like the community and keeping a good vibe going within the Discord and, and mm. connecting with people and yeah. helping each other out or w- working through stuff or sharing art or inspiring each other. Like Falling it, in love. Falling in love, you yeah. know. Everyone's just falling in love. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's cool. Healthiest addiction there is. You think so? Falling in love? Yeah. Maybe not the <laughs> least painful, but the healthiest, maybe. <laughs> addicted to love. You're addicted to love, aren't you? Yeah. Forever and always. <laughs>
Same here. All right, this was fun. Cool. Uh, Patreon.com slash Church of Chill for part two of this fucker. Peace and love. Peace and love.